0: Your Bibles to First Kings chapter nineteen. I won't be long this morning, but I've been very blessed to serve this church, this community. There are community members here that were here from the moment we got here. Pastor Cameron, Earlene fed us up here at the grill. She's back there. We went and picked her up at the at the rest home this morning. Brought her in. he talked. They were talking about pastors. There are some that have traveled a long way to be here. But these are more than just pastors. These are my my sons. And I am very grateful for the opportunity to have entered ministry with them. And they've given me the privilege, Brother Bob, of speaking truth into their life as an older minister. You know, I'm so grateful... For the men who have influenced my life, you saw some of them, and I'm always hesitant to say it. You met lots of them, those of you that have been here a long time, none more than Arthur Justice, my stepfather, who used to sit about right here in the center section, lift his hand and tears streaming down his face, Zeno Gross and Joe Myers and Kenneth Ridings and Lee Ingram and uh, Carol Owenby. And uh, just so many that God had brought through uh, all these years to the day in which we live where people around us now, including my present mentor, 89 years of age, who's standing in his pulpit this morning. He'll probably be here tonight preaching the gospel at 89, Bobby Carden. Um, I've been blessed to bear the mantle of some of these along. And I'm going to preach on that for a few minutes this morning. You know, it's so, this is a joy like crazy because it's to me it's like a family reunion. Most everybody that I love dearly is in this room. Not everybody, but my closest ones are sitting in this room. And that's a wonderful thing. And, and yet, uh, it's a nightmare too. Because the truth is, if you know us, you know my great joy would be to sit down with you by myself, Bishop for hours on end and just talk about stuff and laugh and eat and fellowship in the gospel. And uh, I'm so grateful for all of you coming from all over, from Tennessee and Kentucky and Ohio, from Montana, the furthest away I believe, and the Greensboro, and the big city of Raleigh, and just, I'm so, I I look around and and I just, uh, my heart is filled with Gratitude, it'll, it'll be the rest of my life and much of eternity that I'll go over all that. I can't wait to look at the video again and again. can't re- wait to look forward and write, make notes on what Stephen said and remind him of all that when he tries to <laughs> straighten me out on something in days to come. <laughs> just joking, just joking. You know, Isaac had an opportunity to do something that I, I haven't taken an opportunity to do publicly. But uh, I want to say to my two girls and our son, my three girls and our son, and my grandchildren, that Isaac uh, gave a blessing. And I want to tell you, I could not be prouder. Terry and I could not be prouder. God is at work in your lives to see him work, see the anointing, and I'm so proud of you. And I love you, and I know things are going to be great for you uh, in the future, and I pray to get to enjoy all of it with you, our, all of our grandchildren are here. Our extended family's here. I've got nieces and nephews here from my brother's wife and, and, uh, and K- Katie all the way to Matthew and his family. I'm just, I am overwhelmed. But I've got, I, you say, how can you really do a message in 20 minutes? You know what? You've never seen that, but it can happen. <laughs> it can happen. And since Stephen had such powerful words right from scripture, I want to give you some things about the mantle. And I want to give you three thoughts this morning. Number one, I want you to see the mantle um, remembered. Number two, I want you to see the mantle received. And I want to say some things to you, Pastor. It's My last opportunity, as as we complete this service, I'll go from the number one leader. You'll go to number one. I'll be number six at that point. And somehow, mistakenly, our ministers here at the church believe that they'll have some sort of authority over me. <laughs> and did you hear them saying little things? Last night, uh, we were having, they've had such a, every, everything that needed to be done has been checked off. Every kindness. But I was getting my stuff out of the car, and Pastor Jeremy came over and said, let me carry those for you. I said, no, leave that. He said, no, I'm going to do it. I'll do what I want to now. That's what he said? And I said, may I remind you that there are 24 hours before I'm no longer able to fire you. He said, I've already thought about that. I've talked to Pastor Cameron. If you fire me, he's hiring me back on Monday morning. That's exactly what he said. So I I dare not do that. Nor would I, nor would I. Don't come up afterwards and say, what are you thinking? You know, God's been good to us on so many levels. We've been spoiled so much this week. Last week, and all through the years. One of the great gifts has been the team God has placed around us. I didn't do that. Sometimes people try to give me credit. And they even say now, Pastor Cameron, you couldn't have picked a better one. Well, number one, may I remind you, I didn't pick him. I wholeheartedly affirm God's choice. But God Almighty made the decision for this to take place. And I... I uh, I was looking at this text, and some of you heard me preach this a bunch of times. You ain't never heard me say it the way I'm going to say it today, and I'll tell you why. Because I've never been here. I've never passed this way heretofore. But I'm standing in a different place than I've ever stood before, and some of you are going to be standing in those same moments. It may not be leading a congregation, but a transition. It has taken place or will take place in your life, and things are about to change. And when they do, I want you to remember these principles... And I want to think about the mantle this morning in particular. And uh, let's pray and I'll give you just a hair of background and give you those three thoughts. The mantle, number one, remember the mantle received and the mantle required. Let's pray. Father, oh how thankful we are that people would love you enough and love us enough and love this ministry enough to be here with us today. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I ask you to so fill this room with your presence as we open and share your word, that memories would flood our hearts, some that will be shared, some that won't be. Lord, you know I've got memories with everybody in this room. And Lord, I pray that you'd bless this hour, continue to bless it with your presence and your power in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. This prophet, Elijah, was an unknown prophet, uh, the scholars say. Until he stepped on the scene about 1 Kings chapter 17 and he shows up walking into the presence of the king at risk of his own life. He goes in to tell him what God said to him. You know, I'm thankful that my ministry's been so simple. Just get before God. Listen to what he has to say. That's the gift of the prophet. The prophet hears what God has to say and gives it to the people. The priest hears the heart of the people and brings it to God. But as a prophet, I, I've been, I really wanted to be... And by the way, you've let me do that. You haven't pestered me with all the little piddle things going on. What you've done is you've challenged the leadership of this church to go deep with God, hear what He has to say, and then share that with you. And then you've gotten behind it. It's been amazing, the journey we've had together. In chapter 17, he walks into the palace. He looks Ahab right in the eyes and he said, Hey, guess what? Ahab, I'm paraphrasing. It's not going to rain till I say that God said it was going it's going to rain. But don't you imagine them laughing at him? Just almost, what you idiot? Who are you anyway, number one? I can imagine the king snickering as he turns his back to walk out the door. But in a month when it hadn't rained, and by the way, no dew either. No dew falling and no rain. Imagine that. Buddy, things would be getting bad around here after one month. But not a month. Three years and six months will pass. Death is everywhere. Not only the crops dying, the animals are dying. People are dying of starvation. I mean, things are bad in the land. But not for the profit of God. I'm talking about, number one, the mantle... Uh, Remembered. I want to remember. Have some, can I share some memories with you as I look back on his life? Because you remember what he did next. God said, "Now, when you leave there, I want you to go down. There's a resort down by a brook. I want you to go over there to that resort, and it'll be dry everywhere else because it's not raining no do. But there'll be some water running. It'll be the sweetest water you've ever had, Elijah. You'll enjoy it. And then I've got the uh, your, the servants, the ravens are going to bring in the are going to bring your your food to you." In my glorified imagination, pastors, I've imagined there's ravens going and snatching that food off of Ahab's table and swinging it down there by the brook. I don't know that happened, but you don't know it didn't either, I'll tell you. And so down, and day by day, they bring those meals, and he's down there. You know what he's enjoying? He's enjoying fellowship with God, communion with God that will prepare him for the day when he'll stand on Mount Carmel, the day when he'll pass that mantle. Can I say thank you. Can I stop and say for a moment as, as he's sitting there eating and enjoying those food, I've enjoyed a lot of good food at the hands of the women of this church and the men, our family. You know, I was thinking about it. I was laying there this morning I opened up the curtains and looked out that porch, the back porch by the way that you helped us build and I saw that white picket fence, Terry, that you always wanted that they, that they put up for us. And I looked out at that motor home sitting out there my cool 1990 that me and Michael waxed this week or really Michael waxed this week and, and, uh, and, and I realized it was the Batons that helped me, Robin and Linnell and there it's set, there's the car I drive that the church provides for me to drive I'm sitting in a house where every house payment's been made by the housing allowance that they shared with me I'm going to tell you something I don't, I don't have anything everything belongs to God but it's all come through the body of Christ God's people have been so good to us. And I'm grateful for the provision. But it doesn't stop there. When he leaves there, you remember what happens? The brook dries up. You say, what in the world is he going to do now? Well, God always dries a brook up when he's got a widow waiting for you somewhere. And she's going to prepare a a cake of cornbread for you. He said, I want you to turn and go. There's a widow that I want you. And I've imagined this too. And it's not in the scriptures, I know. But you know what was in his mind? I don't know. He, he may have been told by God, you know, in such communion with him, she's going to be a poor widow. But I can imagine him thinking maybe it was a wealthy widow. I'm going to eat good. It's going to be a real nice, extravagant situation. But when he gets to town, she's out there gathering sticks up to build a fire and go in and get the little bit of meal she has and the little oil and make one little cake of cornbread. You say, you don't know it's cornbread. Well, what do you make out of meal and oil? Had to be a little cake of cornbread. She said, I've only got enough to make one for me and my son and then we're going to die because uh, starvation hasn't rained. Did you know it hadn't rained uh, uh, Elijah? Well, he said, i tell you what, do Boy, this sounds like a preacher, doesn't it? Make me one first. Make me a little cake of cornbread first. And then the Lord will take care of you. And you remember what happened? She did it. And that meal never wasted. She struck oil that day. Not the kind of petroleum oil, but heavenly oil, that kind that that you can cook with. And so they eat every day. God provided for them all the rest of the time until the three years and six months was up and it was time for him to go back and speak to Ahab. I'm remembering the provision. I'm remembering the blessing. I'm remembering the people this morning. That little widow meant something to him. I want to believe when the fire falls at Carmel, she and her boy were standing off somewhere saying, look at that puff of smoke over there. I bet that's a prophet of God calling fire down. I don't know that happened, but boy, you don't know it didn't happen either. There she is, and, and he's remembering the people, all the people along the way. None sweeter than my Terry. I'm so grateful God put her in my life. She's been a handful at times. You know what she'd say of me? you've been worse <laughs> but I'll tell you Vance Hadner says that a married couple who loves God who made a commitment to God not just to each other we're gonna stay together are like sandpaper sometimes to each other it's hard sometimes but it smooths it smooths and prepares the product she's been a major part of my sanctification and I hers but I want to tell you I wouldn't trade her for anything in the world and we are having the time of our lives right now and some of you are the ones that are causing it, spoiling us beyond measure. God has been so good to us. I'm grateful for her. I'm grateful for my children. I am extremely grateful for my grandchildren. Boy, I'm so thankful to God for the blessing of them, for my sister and brother who are here. Terry's but mine too for my brothers and my sisters that are here, for my pastor friends and my, my, my brother's wife and, and daughter and all of my family, all of you that are extended family. Somebody said last night it feels like a family reunion, exactly the way it feels this morning. You know, because there's a, there's a reason for that. Get ready, here's a good place for an amen. We are all a part of the same family, the family of God. And we let such little things divide us. Now, obviously there's some people that wouldn't care to be in this room with us this morning. And look, I've I've asked God to... I love them. And and if I have an opportunity, I'll apologize again. I, I want things to be right. However, we don't have to get along with everybody down here. We do have to love everybody. I'm thankful. I remember the people and the provision and the blessing. You know, I was noticing something about him real quick. Let me just tell you a couple things I saw. And, and for the record, I didn't say anything about the, pre- the pastors, the younger ministers that God's given me. Pre- my predominant ministry right now is to, with younger pastors, which I'm so excited about. And Elijah, did you know he had three? He, not three. I found out the other day in researching this. He, was, uh, he oversaw uh, schools where young men were being trained. Listen to where they were. They were in Jericho and Bethel and Gilgal and Mizpah and Ramah and Carmel and Samaria. His ministry touched. And it wasn't him. It was God again, him listening to him. But if we were to go back, which we're not going to because of time, in the 17th chapter, the Bible says, the word of the Lord came to him and said, go to the brook. The word of the Lord came and said, go to the widow. The word of the Lord came and said, go to the king. It's all about hearing what God has to say. And church... And family and friends, you can't do that apart from spending time with God in His Word. Which includes Sunday morning when the man of God stands up to preach. And the Bible study hours and the small groups and every other opportunity you have in addition to your private time. It was the Word of the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord and the power of the Lord. And oh what memories. Number one, the mantle remembered. Well, that was probably flooding through Elijah's mind when he when he found himself here in chapter 19, I'm just going to hit the high points. But he's he's been on Carmel. The fire has come. The fire god, Baal, couldn't, all his prophets couldn't get any fire. But the man of God prayed and the Lord sent the fire down from him. By the way, Elijah could get some fire. A little later he's going to call down fire and kill 50 people and as overseer. Remember that? He's going to come and say, hey, the king wants you. He said, well, if there's a God in heaven, let him consider." Woo, here comes. And they're all dead. So be nice to me. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> Elijah calls. I'm not Elijah, of course. I'm going to say that. just teasing. Then the second one comes up. Woo, same thing. Third one comes up, hits his knees. Hey, hey, hey. Please, take, don't take my life like this. And he goes. Elijah goes. You know the story. He meets the king uh, here in the text. And he says, come to Carmel. Come to Mount Carmel. And so he goes to Carmel. He gets up there and the the prophets of Baal and the groves, they cry and they cut their sails and no fire comes. But here in chapter 19 uh, is when he has seen the battle is over, the fire has fallen, God Almighty has been established and and up walks, uh, uh, well he actually don't walk, he runs all the way to Jezreel here in 19. And he's discouraged, he's depressed if you will. Our pastor's done some work on that. And he says, Lord, look at verse um, verse 4, middle of the verse. Lord, it's enough now. Oh, Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And he slept under the juniper tree. You know the story. The angel of the Lord touched him. And he said, eat and drink. And then he went to sleep again, and he he touched him. The journey is too great for thee, the latter part of verse 7. Verse 9, and he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. There it is again. And he said unto him, What doest thou hear? He asked him again that question in verse 13. And there's the first mention of the mantle in verse 13, chapter 19. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle. Remember, he's overwhelmed. He went out and stood in the entrance of a cave. And the Bible says, Behold, listen, here it is again. There came a voice unto him. And listen what the voice said, the same thing he said in verse 9. What doest thou here, Elijah? He's so discouraged. He wants to believe he's the only one. And then God speaks. I want you to notice what he said in verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, there it is again, Go return on the way to uh, to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, look at this, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. Well, God's speaking pretty specific here. And Jehu, the son of Nimshah, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, who? Wait a minute, God. I'm wondering at this point, is he, does he really realize it's about what's about to happen? He says, and I also want you to anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat. Hard word. Shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room? Now I want to talk about not only the mantle remembered, but the mantle received, Pastor Cameron. Now, how much Elisha knew of what was about to come to pass, we have no record of. When he's out there minding his own business, plowing that field in Dillwyn, Virginia, he is just doing what he was called to do. He was fulfilling his responsibilities in his family business, and he's out there, and they're... they're, uh... By the way, I love this this about the text. We don't know timelines, but right after he said, go anoint Elisha, I kind of feel like Elijah was a little like me. He was ready. He was ready. It was time. I had not been ready until now, but I'm ready today. Somebody said, oh, aren't you sad? No, I'm not sad. We are so excited. We have plans and dreams and, and opportunities fully booked through the end of this year. And some of next. I, in, in just no time flat, he goes and he finds Elisha, verse 19 uh, here. And he's plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, we're told, carries the idea of maybe wealth in the family. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Now, you know, have you ever thought about the response Elisha could have had when Elijah came and cast his mantle on him? And everybody in that culture knew what that meant. It meant, God has a plan for you to fulfill my role, to take this responsibility. And so when when this happens, you know, I'm thinking, what could he have said? And, And what does the mantle represent, too? First of all, I, I, I've been studying on this a little bit. Well, I think without question it has something to do with the blessing and uh, maybe the anointing and maybe even some of the responsibility. And so, so when I think about that mantle that uh, Elijah walked up and cast upon Elisha, you know, it's interesting to me how all this takes place. I see something else in, the, in it that I want to share too. This this has not happened many times in Scripture that we have recorded. So when it came time to talk about transitions, and gentlemen, churches, we don't talk about transitions near enough. I believe there are people burned out in our churches that didn't transition out of one ministry into another because they felt they need to stay there and be faithful when maybe they weren't called to do that particular work. And I see a need to revive the conversations about... uh, Transitions. But in this moment, uh, just like with Moses and Joshua that was mentioned, things start changing. Well, first of all, he starts following him around. And I'm told for about 10 years, Elisha follows. For about 10 years. But I, I want to say some things on behalf of uh, Pastor Cameron. Um, this morning, just for a minute, because I'm not going to have any opportunities. By the way, for the record, somebody asked, will you will you be preaching? Will you ever preach again here? Uh, he's already booked me for things. He Look here, for the record, he loves me. And it didn't start when he came here nearly three years ago either. We've been loving each other and walking together, and there's something in the scripture about this too, for quite some time. In fact... Uh, Look at chapter 2, 2 Kings chapter 2 real quick. We're going to run ahead just a little bit. We're still talking about the mantle being received. You remember the whole scene? He says, okay, I'm going to Gilgal. And Elisha says to Elijah, I'm going with you. Oh, but no, but now I'm, you can stay here. No, I'm going with you. I'm going to Bethel. Okay, I'm going with you. I'm going to Jericho. Well, oh, I'm going with you. I'm going over Jordan. I'm going with you. And this little phrase keeps appearing. I saw it in verse uh, uh, verse 6. And they too went on. Pastor Cameron, if you underline in your Bible, underline that's me and you right there. And they too went on. I saw it again down here a little further in something else. And they too. It's like two or three. There it is again in, in verse 8. And Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together, smote the waters, and they too went over on dry ground. I mean, they too. Now, he's my, he's my pastor now. He, he's the leader. I'm not the leader. He received the mantle. For, for the record... He was not your choice or my choice. He was God's choice. And when we found out who God's choice was, He then became our choice. Number one. So if you decide at any point that you're going to stick your head up, and by the way, this happens sometimes in churches that have had a long tenured leadership where folks had not had a lot of opportunities to, to rear their head. I'm going to say to you right now, the culture of this church is that we believe God Almighty places the person in leadership in our church, and we follow that leader as he follows God. Amen or not? That's just the way we roll. And if anybody comes in here and they decide they're going to go a different direction, we've got four or five good churches we can recommend them to. Because what God has blessed right here has been the same thing He taught us in Scripture. When He has a work to do, He raises up a man to do it. And in these moments, thank you, by the way, for that privilege. And Ray, I thought it was interesting. and uh, There ain't many of y'all. Take a moment. You were standing right behind me when I was standing in that pulpit with all that dark hair. And there were pictures of Ray Parker who he and Jane are watching the live stream right now. She's in the hospital. Pray for them. They, They wanted to be here. But in that picture out front where the men are standing there, I think Ricky and Ray... Royal, Ricky Johnson, Ray Parker, and Wiley were in Wiley Royal were in that picture standing there. But I'm not sure anybody else was. If you were in that picture standing by the plow out front in the foyer with us, is anybody else? Was anybody else in that? Would you men stand that I just called your name? Would you just stand for a moment? Because these are men that were here when I got here. Or some were boys. And I, I want to tell you something. You, you recognize the blessing of people that will just stay with the stuff. Amen? Let's thank God for the, these men of God and the one in the hospital. Tonight and their families. You know, uh, we were at a funeral the other day. And, and uh, one other group I want to mention before I finish up. Uh, and that is uh, Jimmy West's wife, Alice, passed away. Brother Jimmy served this church so faithfully. Years, His health has failed and, and his wife passed. And I looked over and coming over the hill was uh, two of our, our uh, statesmen that have served this church so faithfully. They're up in their 80s. They're moving a little slower. But they found their way out to the country to that funeral. And I saw them three standing and I was snapping pictures of them. I got a picture of them walking up. I want to ask if you have served with me as a deacon in this church for any length of time to the present, would you stand please? Because I want you to see, David had his mighty men. I want you to see who mine were. Would you stand up just for a minute? I want to recognize the men that, that have served the Lord and this church that are present. Some are in heaven right now, but lots of them are here. Thank God for you. Look, these men have taken care of us and have led you well through the years now I could say but I want to give you that opportunity I had my mighty men you're going to have yours some of them are going to cross over but God's going to raise up more and more for the future the mantle received now he's different than me Pastor Cameron will you join me on the platform just for a moment number one he's bigger than I am he's tall and look at all that hair Look at all that hair. I've tried not to covet it. Would you take off your jacket? Because I, I want to just in a in a simple way make a point here. I want you to uh, I want you to try on my mantle. Tell me, mantle receiver. Just want you to try it. See what you can do with that. Just try it. Could you just try? Okay. Well, it almost fits. The the the, the girl. The girth of it works, but not the length. (laughs) Here's my point. That doesn't fit him. Please, don't make the mistake. I hear it almost every week, and I know what you mean. Please don't make the mistake of trying to make him me. Listen, he's so much beyond where I've ever been. God has prepared him for this next season. He's smart and he's sweet and he's full of God. He's the man for the room. He's the man. Now now watch this. He don't fit this. People say, well, how's he going to fill your shoes? good luck on that. His feet are that long. He can never fill mine. He don't want to. I don't want him to. I like my own shoes. I still get to hang around. He's so gracious to me to let me be a part of that when I'm home from these meetings. But I have something, if you going to take that off for, for you this morning that we have we've purchased for you and because I want you to know that I can't think of anybody if I would have been the one making the choice that I would rather have had follow me in, in ministry than than you and I, I thank God that when the Lord said to you and you had a great ministry you could have spent the rest of your life there I know it, I was there with you when the Lord said, I didn't say it this church didn't say it when the Lord said to you and you called me that day to tell me after we had been praying and pursuing when the Lord said it was time you received that mantle and you're up for it, you're okay with it, God called you here. Amen. Church, can I just say to you, honor God by loving Him the way you have loved me these 37 and a half years. Honor God by resourcing His vision and affirming what God is doing with Him. And if you don't do it, I'm coming back <laughs> and bringing all sorts of issues uh, and I'll call some fire down. The good idea. Okay, you can you can be seated. I love you. I thank God for, for you. Thank you. I'm glad we get to do some of this together. Now, the mantle remembered. Well, I wish I could get all of it in. The mantle received. The mantle required. Now, in the moment, I got a little ahead of myself. You know, they both go over. And and. And, all, you know, Elijah walks over. They go over on, I mean, he takes the mantle, hits the water. Y'all know the story. Walks over on dry ground. And, and I love what happens next. Where's the old one? There it is. Here's the way I imagine it. Now, you may not have thought about this, but, but your clothes are not going to heaven. Just so you know that. Your soul, spirit, your clothes are not going. Your artificial knees, a lot of you. Hips. Other things you've had, sorry. They're not going. Here's the way I imagine it. Watch this. I wrote this a few years ago. Down it came. Uh, The seal of the new covenant. Listen to this. The earnest of the inheritance, of the promise. Double portion is what he wanted. The seal of the new covenant, the earnest of the inheritance. And with it came a double portion. And when he took that mantle on, we could have faith to believe that a double portion. He knew he had the double portion. Now study your Bible. I I appreciate all the encouragement. But I'm looking for the double portion. I'm seeing it at your church. I'm seeing it at your church. That crazy one is building a church building right now by the highway. Are you listening to me? In Maysville, Kentucky, when all the building supplies are double. <laughs> you know what the name of this church is? Faith Way. They're blowing everybody's mind. God's blowing everybody's mind. That one right there took a long tenure church, settled in. I don't know how many they had saved. How many have saved Easter weekend? Twenty? Thirty-three people come to Jesus. Look here, I, look, and I ain't telling that all, I ain't tell you the crowd. Way more than we got here this morning. All I'm saying to you is. I see the mantle as more than just a responsibility. I see it as an evidence of the Holy Ghost. Did you hear that? The seal of the new covenant. The inheritance. A double portion. I'm, I'm of the opinion these days have been great days, but they're not near what we're about to see. And the mantle, the power of God is required. We have a leader who knows how to hear God speak. We've already seen that because we've, we've. he's been casting vision for the last two years. I haven't at all. He navigated us through the challenge of the pandemic as he heard from God. So church, stop questioning. Most of you haven't. And understand that God's in control. His servant bears the mantle. And better days are before us. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. I know good and well I forgot people I hadn't said half of what I had wrote down I said some things I didn't have wrote down But it's my last Sunday I'll be able to get by with a little bit of that Here's what I know I know you've heard the gospel in the, in the choir song You heard and saw it in the sharing of uh, the words Stephen shared I took a little liberty just to talk about the transition this morning but if you're lost and you're in this room and you've never given your heart and life to Jesus Christ I want to invite you to do so right now by putting your faith and trust in the one who sent his son to go to the cross for your sin and mine sins of the whole world